how many men are able to go boldly and upright to the scaffold. Unfortunately, I do not belong to their number. Hello, this is Robert Pym. Thank you very much for downloading this edition of Writing, Books and Stories. The movie Dr. Zhivago is one of the favourite films of many people around the world. It's based on the 1956 novel by Boris Pasternak, a famous Russian poet working in the Soviet Union. And the story of how the original book, Dr. Zhivago, came to be published is an interesting insight, firstly into the Cold War and how the CIA was working to try and bring about the publication of Dr. Zhivago in Russian inside the Soviet Union. Even more interesting is to hear about how the Soviet authorities in the late 1950s, in the period of Nikita Khrushchev, who appeared to be a reforming leader of the Soviet Union, how the authorities in those days mobilized the entire Soviet system including many other writers who were friends of Boris Pasternak, to crush the writer and try to destroy the book. I wrote about this in my recent blog, The Zhivago Affair, How Censorship Worked in Soviet Russia. That blog is based on an excellent book by Peter Finn and Petra Kuve, which explores the whole story of how Dr. Zhivago came about. The post is called the Zhivago Affair, How Censorship Worked in Soviet Russia. How many men are able to go boldly and upright to the scaffold? Unfortunately, I do not belong to their number. That's a quote from Sergei Nikolaevich Nikiforov, an English teacher to the daughter of Boris Pasternak's lover, Olga Ivinskaya, after he had denounced Olga to KGB interrogators. It's quoted in The Zhivago Affair. The book, The Zhivago Affair, subtitled The Kremlin, the CIA and the Battle over a Forbidden Book by Peter Finn and Petra Kuve, is a terrific read and fascinating to anyone interested in the former Soviet Union in literature or, like me, both of them. The book explores how Dr. Zhivago by Boris Pasternak came to be published in Europe and the US in the depths of the Cold War, and how this led to Pasternak's death. First, let's look at the CIA's role in Dr. Zhivago. The cover of the Zhivago Affair bills the book as a study in the role of the CIA in subsidising and distributing copies of Dr. Zhivago in the original Russian and trying to smuggle it into the Soviet Union. The story of how the CIA acquired the manuscript of Dr. Zhivago in 1958, and weaponized the book is fascinating. The CIA Soviet Russia division chief turned out to be quite a literary guy. He wrote that, and I quote, Pasternak's humanistic message that every person is entitled to a private life and deserves respect as a human being, irrespective of the extent of his political loyalty or contribution to the state, poses a fundamental challenge 
to the Soviet ethic of sacrifice of the individual to the communist system. There is no call to revolt against the regime in the novel, but the heresy which Dr. Zhivago preaches, political passivity, is fundamental. The CIA distributed the Russian text through what seems today comically random methods. That included giving away copies at the 1958 World Fair in Brussels in the hope that Soviet citizens attending the fair would take them home with them. But the CIA concluded the exercise was worthwhile as the novel did find its way inside the Soviet Union. The fact that Dr. Zhivago won the 1958 Nobel Prize for Literature further fueled demand for the book worldwide. All this is really fascinating, but for me, the CIA's role in the Zhivago affair is not the most interesting part of the book. That prize goes to the detailed description of how the Soviet system conspired to prevent the book's official publication on artistic grounds. The Soviet system then used organs of the state, including other writers and young people, to grind down and destroy Pasternak himself. Pasternak did not at first consider publishing outside Russia. He completed the novel in 1956 and submitted the book to the state literary publisher Gos Litizdat. Then he waited. Incidentally, Gos got I'll say that again. Gos Litizdat is a bit like Minlove in George Orwell's 1984, The Ministry of Love, and it stands for Gasudarstvaya Literaturnaya Izdatlstva. So the state literary publisher. Pasternak's novel threw the whole Soviet system into turmoil. He was one of the country's leading poets, and he'd obviously written a masterpiece. How should they respond? In response, the system completely rubbished the book and Pasternak himself. The editorial board of the literary monthly Novi Mir included some of Pasternak's closest friends. It annihilated his work in a lengthy review. I quote, The spirit of your novel is one of non-acceptance of the socialist revolution. The general tenor of your novel is that the October Revolution, the Civil War, and the social transformation involved did not give the people anything but suffering and destroyed the Russian intelligentsia, either physically or morally. There are many clearly inferior pages, lifeless and didactically dry. So the implications of this judgment for Pasternak and his friends were fatal. The KGB had arrested Olga Ivinskaya, Pasternak's lover, six years earlier. Her daughter's elderly English teacher, Sergei Nikoforov, denounced her. His apologies for his actions appear in the introduction to this blog. Five months pregnant, Olga miscarried her baby during interrogation. They sentenced her to five years in a hard labour camp, quotes, for close contact with persons suspected of espionage, unquotes. Dr. Givago actually began to appear in foreign language editions in 1957 and 1958. Then it was nominated for the Nobel Prize. In response, the Soviet authorities planned a campaign to crush the book and Pasternak himself. Dmitry Polikarpov 
was the head of the Communist Central Committee's, quotes, culture department. He wrote, urging the Soviet embassy in Stockholm to tell the authorities that awarding Pasternak the Nobel Prize would be an unfriendly act. A fellow novelist, Boris Polovoy, wrote, apparently without irony, that, quotes, the West might attempt to create an anti-Soviet sensation out of the Nobel Prize and use it to stress the, quotes, lack of freedom of speech in the Soviet Union, unquotes, and to claim there is, quotes, political pressure on certain authors, unquotes. End of quotation. How ironic is that? The Soviet authorities agreed to publish the 1956 Novi Mir review in the weekly Literaturnaya Gazeta, or literary newspaper. The newspaper Pravda, Pravda meaning truth, of course, should run a satirical article denouncing the novel. A group of prominent Soviet writers should issue a joint statement that the award was an effort to ignite the Cold War. Finally, Pasternak should be told to refuse the Nobel, since the award does not serve the interests of our motherland. Indeed, the most insidious pressure on Pasternak came from fellow writers. Many were neighbours at the writer's colony where he lived at Peredelkino near Moscow. After Pasternak's initial refusal to renounce the Nobel Prize, the children's writer Cornei Chukovsky, who was a neighbour of uh, Pasternak's, told the novelist Konstantin Fedin, quotes, Pasternak will do us all great harm with all of this. They'll launch a fierce campaign against the intelligentsia now, unquotes. As the official writers' union summoned members to an emergency meeting, Tchaikovsky wrote in his diary, quotes, There would be no mercy, that was clear. They were out to pillory him. They would trample him to death, just as they had Zoshenko, Mandelstam, Zabolotsky, Mirsky, and Benedict Lifshitz, unquotes. The editorial in the Literaturnaya Gazeta read, quotes, The internal emigrant, Zhivago, faint-hearted and base in his small-mindedness, is alien to the Soviet people, as is the malicious literary snob, Pasternak. He is their opponent. He is the ally of those who hate our country and our system, unquotes. It concluded, quotes, Pasternak was rewarded because he voluntarily agreed to play the part of a bait on the rusty hook of anti-Soviet propaganda. But a piece of bait is changed as soon as it goes rotten. An ignominious end waits for this Judas who has risen, risen again, for Dr. Zhivago, and for his creator, who is destined to be scorned by the people. Unquotes. As if this torrent of abuse from official Soviet media, media organs wasn't enough, Pasternak also found his friends distancing themselves. The poet Ilya Selvinsky wrote, quotes, To ignore the view of the party, even if you think it is wrong, is equivalent in the international situation of the pre present moment to deliver a blow at the country in which you live, unquotes. He and critic Viktor Shklovsky wrote to a newspaper accusing Pasternak of, quotes, a low act of treachery, unquotes. In a debate to expel Pasternak from the writers' union, fellow novelists compared him with World War II traitors who collaborated with the Nazis. 
the Writers' Union voted unanimously to expel Pasternak, concluding, quotes, The novel Dr. Zhivago only reveals the author's immeasurable self-conceit coupled with a dearth of ideas. Bearing in mind Pasternak's political and moral downfall, his betrayal of the Soviet Union, socialism, peace and progress, the presidium of the Board of the Union of Writers strip Boris Pasternak of the title of Soviet writer and expel him from the Union of Writers of the USSR. Unquotes. Not surprisingly, this all-out assault told on Pasternak. He spoke to Olga Ivinskaya, quotes, I cannot stand this business anymore. I think it's time to leave this life. It's too much. Unquotes. Yet the pressure continued. A month later, the authorities instructed Vladimir Semichastny, head of the youth wing of the Communist Party, to attack the book. He did so at a meeting of 12,000 young people in Moscow. His words included, quotes, As the Russian proverb goes, every flock has its mangy sheep. Pasternak has gone and spat in the people's face. If we compare Pasternak with a pig, then we must say that a pig will never do what Pasternak has done, fouled the spot where he ate, and cast filth on those by whose labour he lives and breathes, unquotes. Pasternak renounced the Nobel Prize, but he was a broken man. One can hardly imagine the impact of such pressure from all around him. That included, days later, 800 writers from the Moscow branch of the Writers' Union repeatedly denouncing Pasternak in hours of speeches. The fear not to denounce the heretic writer, let alone to support him, generated a vicious flood of groupthink that washed away the moorings not only of other writers, but also of Pasternak himself. Kind of mass trolling of the 1950s. Pasternak wrote letters of apology for his behaviour to Communist Party First Secretary Nikita Khrushchev and to Pravda. The latter included the sentence, quotes, I have not been persecuted, unquotes. Many fellow writers still did not sympathise. Poet Anna Akhmatova, quotes, dismissed Pasternak's ordeal as inconsequential compared to what she and Zoshenko had suffered when they were thrown out of the Union of Soviet Writers in Stalin's time, unquotes. Akhmatova's comment is a useful reminder. The Zhivago affair took place during a thaw in the Soviet Union under Khrushchev, rather than under Stalin's more severe repression. But the atmosphere of fear remained. Pasternak's health continued to deteriorate, and he died in May 1960, aged 70. It's a pretty grim story, and the actions of the other writers in lining up to condemn Pasternak are particularly nasty and striking. But it's worth asking yourself, how would you respond if you'd been a member of the Soviet Union of Writers in the 1950s? That quote from Sergei Nikiforov is telling, and I do have sympathy for him and for all those writers, because to stand up to a repressive system can cost you your life. Other writers involved in the treatment of Pasternak in the 1950s explored their actions years later. The critic Viktor Shlovsky said, quotes, 
Why? The most terrible thing is, I don't remember any more. The times? Sure. But we're the time. I am. Millions like me. One day, everything will come to light. The records of those meetings, the letters from those years, the interrogation procedures, the denunciations, everything. And all that sewage will also dredge up the stench of fear. Unquotes. The novelist Vera Panova was later asked why she was so vicious about Pasternak. She said she, quotes, panicked, felt like it was 1937 again, and had to protect her large family, unquotes. In an exchange of letters between members of the Writers' Union in the 1980s, the writer Vladimir Soluchin said that, quotes, Pasternak's supporters, who remained silent, were as culpable as those who spoke against him, unquotes. Never assume all this could not happen again somewhere else. Perhaps it's happening somewhere now. Thanks very much for joining us for this episode of Writing, Books and Stories. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe. You can find out much more about writing books and stories at my website, robertpim.com. Thanks again for listening.